This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 90. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be reviewing the documentary Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, part two. two. Yes. Now, this was filmed five years after the original Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. This just came out, when, I think it was December? It was, no, it was January. January, 1st, January. That's right, right? January 1st. Because we saw it the day it came out on Netflix. Now, this, is, this film updates Joe Cross's progress, um, and it features a lot of interviews of real people who were inspired to get healthy through juicing and it has more great interviews with health and nutrition experts so it was really good the first one and we're going to talk a little bit about this as we get into it but the first one was more about his journey to get healthier and lose the weight he dropped i think 80 pounds something Eight, like yeah, that 82 or yeah something like that. Uh, and this one was more about the challenges of maintaining it mm-hmm. so right. yeah and we'll revisit some people from the first film as well so it's very very good very mm-hmm. good film all right, but first, we have a new rating. Well, sort of. Um, we decided, I think, not to do a rating this week, read a rating from iTunes this week, because we got a very nice website comment yesterday. So we thought we would read that. And this was a comment left by Angela Mitchell on our website on the show notes for episode 87, which was a few episodes ago. And that was, if you uh, have heard it, that was the episode about ethnic food. So exploring the diverse and delicious vegetarian ethnic food experience. Okay, so Angie says, Hi, Vicki and Larissa. Thanks for another great episode. My favorite ethnic cuisines are Indian and Thai. I was enlightened and thankful when I heard you say that the rice may sometimes be cooked in chicken broth. I'd never considered this before. I'm striving to be 100% vegan and this helps. Thanks as always for helping me make healthier and more ethical choices when it comes to food. You guys rock. Angie. Thank you. You rock, Angie. Thanks for leaving us that rating that made us smile. Yeah. Comment (laughs) on the website. And high five. Yeah. And high five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're moving into a newer segment. And you know, I forgot to ask folks last time to please let us know if they like this new segment that we've added, which are just a couple of veg up news updates that I check out vegnews.com periodically. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm not sure. Sometimes I share these updates on our Facebook page or Twitter, but it'd be kind of nice to just talk about them too. So some, just some noteworthy, but you guys let us know if you think this is a good idea or if it just kind of is not whatever. Or if it's just taking up your ear time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the first story that stood out to me was about Ikea, these Ikea meatballs. Now last, last news update, we talked about White Castle and their uh, offering a vegetarian slider. Now this one, it looks like Ikea has some meatballs. Now, there was some controversy around their meatballs because apparently there was traces of horse meat that were found in... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Uh-huh. Now, the thing is, they said they were ac- it was accidentally put in there. How do you accidentally okay, put horse meat in there? what were they doing with... I don't know. No idea. But anyways, the good news is, is that they've announced that they're changing their 
very famous apparently recipe, which included horse meat. I wouldn't think. I, I um, would never think that IKEA makes meatballs. I thought they made furniture. Well, no, they have cafes too. This is oh. interesting. There's, there's, they have some cafes. As I was reading the article, I did not know that. We don't have those here, which is why we did, weren't very familiar with it. But they do. Mm-hmm. Where they offer these, and they offer they offer them in a frozen as well. Oh. Uh, but now they're changing their recipe so they are vegan friendly. Wow. Yeah, and uh, this is apparently a pretty big deal because they they decided to not use any animal products whatsoever and a spokesperson for the company said called it exciting and she or he said uh oh uh the veggie ball which will be launched in our (laughs) stores from april and onwards does not have any animal content and is therefore also suitable for vegans that's awesome yeah okay so apparently you know people voting for healthier options and uh no horse (laughs) <laughs> All right, and they go to buy a dining table and the meatballs to put it on, apparently. Yeah. So, okay. okay. A second update I wanted to share was with respect to the federal uh, federal committee that actually has apparently now deemed their dietary guidelines. Oh, I'm sorry, let me see. The Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee has endorsed a plant-based diet for optimal health. Wow. That's a big deal because for years, 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 we've heard the government say that, you know, you have to get your meat and your dairy and all that. And this is now, I don't know, I have not read these guidelines, so there might be some aspect of that that's still... Uh, it might it still have might animal products, that, but right? they're adv- advocating, I guess, maybe more focusing more on plant foods. Yeah. It says the strongest pro- pro-vegetarian recommendation to date, the report also indicates, uh, I'm sorry, also points to disease prevention and environmental sustainability as reasons to adopt a meat-free diet. Hmm. Cool. Pretty cool. All right. Okay, so let's move into our discussion of fat, sick, and nearly dead, too. And we don't typically wait till the end to give you our overall kind of assessment. And I will say we both liked it. We both liked it a lot. It was a really nice, smooth continuation of the first movie. And it was really awesome that they circled back with some of the people they had interviewed in the first one and not all of the news was good news either right right yeah and i mean it's and that just i think that kind of drives home the point of this movie is that or this this um documentary is that it's and it's this kind of goes along with something that the dietitian the nutritionist and dietitian um stacy kennedy who he talked to in the first film and who was also in this one and um something that she said And this was right at the beginning of the film. And she said that, you know, the 60 day juice fast that he did is catchy, you know, and it worked for him. But the focus needs to be on the long term. And I think that's something that, you know, when we see some of the updates from the people who were featured in the first one, that like you pointed out, it's something that is harder to maintain long term. Yeah. And she even goes so far as to call it extreme. I remember Mm -hmm. her using that. She said it's pretty extreme and it's not something we would necessarily uh, you know, prescribed for the mm-hmm. for the majority of people. Right. And then, you know, Joe Cross himself, I mean, one of the first things that he talks about is that it was easy to lose the 80 plus pounds that he lost. It's been really hard to keep it off. And he has regained some. So, but he's still not up over 300. Oh, like no, not was. anywhere close. So mm-hmm. I think he said at his lowest weight, he was about 220, 220 230 maybe. Or, and I think he goes between 220 and 250. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But before he was over 300. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think he was 298. Was he? Yeah. I think that's what he was. So. But uh, yeah. So the the film starts out and he's in, uh, I think it's in Union Square in mm-hmm. New York City. And he's got a bunch of rebooters there with him. That's, I guess, what they call them, rebooters. Mm-hmm. And. No, that's because they do the. The, the Juice Fast the reboot. Juice Fast. The re- or reboot reboots with Joe. System. Right. And he was talking and interviewing people to see how they were feeling. And, and most people, they were of varying lengths that they have been doing this, felt really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you and I could ever do this. No, we'd kill each other. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it'd be like Cam and Mitch on, on uh, Modern Family. When oh, and that reminds fast. me, yeah, because we've had a few snippy moments even this past few weeks because mm-hmm. Larissa and I, we, we should have maybe mentioned this on the update, have started Weight Watchers again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, start, we, we did this for a little bit, was it last year? It was last year or the year before. I I think it might have been 2013. Yeah, but we're always really transparent with you guys about our struggles. And as you guys know, Larissa has had some issues with diabetes again because we were kind of drifting back to the junk food vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Now, we're a lot smarter and maybe now... It feels a little worse because we know better. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> now, back then, we just didn't have the information, but we know better. Mm-hmm. This is another thing I appreciated about this movie is that it was real people with real struggles. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not perfect. Just like Joe said, he goes up and down. I can imagine the pressure on him, yeah. too. Can you imagine if he goes back? Like, if he I gained know. a lot more weight back? I mean, he's under the I know, because he's in the spotlight and he's, you know, then if he does number three, he doesn't want to have to come back and say, oh, well... You know, I gained all the weight back, and yeah, know. and this doesn't work, and there goes my business too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, see that happening. No, him, no, but. he seems very passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, but w- what I was saying is that that is we kind of understand that mm-hmm. pressure a little bit, but we're human, and we struggle with certain things. I have been overweight most of my adult life, as Larissa has. Mm-hmm. A lot of that because of the choices we made early on. I will say around college is when I started to really pile on the weight because mm-hmm. I stopped moving. I used to be very athletic growing up and I stopped moving as much and started eating pizza and drinking beer like most college students do. And gained a lot of weight and it's really hard once you do that to uh you know and it didn't stop there it just continued yeah well and i think mine was a little bit different i didn't you know have all the drinking and everything i mean i had some later on but uh, mine started kind of towards the end of high school with medications i was on a lot of medications for my tourette and uh you know my i'm also bipolar and so for that and so i was on a lot of medications and all kinds of trials and everything and quite a few of them cause significant weight gain and so once i put that on it was just hard to to get it off and you know i was on the meds long term on some of them and so it's it's a a different avenue but it's the same result yeah so anyways we just we wanted to disclose that because we are we were talking about get, kind of get us back where we were about getting a little snippy <laughs> yeah, and you know what since until you said that i didn't even think about oh, that I we know. have been kind of snippy this week and i hadn't even thought about attributed attributing it to that yeah wow. and that's why i said i don't think we could do that but no. like we could do this juice fast no. but we have started since we watched it again uh, <laughs> juicing again so yeah. incorporating that as part of our, our diet so we actually did commit yesterday to do a juice one juice a day um every day this week right that was and, and that's challenge. the thing is just start out slow you know we 
neither one of us are the kind to like jump and commit to this huge long term thing where, you know, I have to to juice and walk six miles every single day for six months. You know, neither one of us are the type to do that because we won't stick to it like that. And we and we always say that just, you know, little changes at Mm -hmm. a time. So, okay, so let's get back to the movie. Um, Now, I know. So as we mentioned early on. This film was more about the maintenance and what happens after. Okay, great. Yay. At the end of the first one, everybody lost weight and got healthy. But then (laughs) the real world happens, right? Right. And Joe was saying that because of his movie took off and his business overall took off, he was traveling a lot. So he travels around the country and does speaking. And he even showed like some of his challenges were trying to find juicing places. And he can tweet out, of course, asking people for juicing places and he'll get recommendations from people but uh it there are some challenges with that yes and it's just like when you're eating when you're on a plant-based diet and which he's not completely plant-based he does eat animal protein and you know he eats animal products but it's kind of similar i mean if you're trying to eat healthy when you're on the road and you're traveling a lot it's kind of like trying to find you know vegetarian food too you know i mean there's there's stuff that you can get there's, that's vegetarian, but I mean, chips or, or French fries or things like that. But it's harder. It's more of a challenge to find the healthy stuff. Yes. And the other thing I loved about this film that was very, that was a lot the same from the first one. They do such a good job of explaining mm-hmm. why that is. And they put like these fun little cartoons yeah. in there, which I really like. And one of the things, they, they talked to one doctor, his, doc, his name was Dr. Dean Ornish, and he was a, he's a doctor and an author, and he, they talked to him through several segments of the, of the movie. He looks a little like... Um, Greg Brady. Greg Brady. Yeah. <laughs> An older Greg Brady. Well, maybe they're around the same age now, I guess. Yeah. I think of Greg Brady. I think of him like, yeah. you know, whatever he was when we were watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What he was talking about, what Larissa just said, was that, so when you're hungry... A message is sent to your brain that you need to eat. Now, when you eat processed food, and this is a little cartoon came into play, is that your body, your cells miss out on a lot of the nutrients that it's needing. So it's telling you it needs nutrients. And when so that's why you get hungrier when, quicker when you only eat processed food versus whole mm. foods. It was yeah. a great explanation. It really was, yeah. The, com- the cartoon was cute, too. Yeah, and so one <laughs> of the things that he said, I think this was Dr. Ornish that said that said this, is this, it's not, we don't have a problem of where we're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. It's that we're not eating enough of what's keeping us well. Right. And that really impacted me. I wrote that down because I thought that was really a great point, is that we, we of course, there are you know people going hungry in certain mm-hmm. areas, but... What that means overall is as a country, you know, we're one of the largest countries weight wise Mm -hmm. that it's not that we don't have enough. It's that we're eating the wrong things. Right. And I think, you know, that kind of um, segues nicely into some of the things. This is something that he did in the first episode as well. But um, in this episode (laughs) i'm on podcast speak right now the first film but so in both films he has like little breaks where he'll be interviewing people on the street and so i've kind of wrote down some of the quotes that stood out to me i mean so one of the first ones he talked to i think it was a, a man um who said he said americans eat for comfort which is very true. true. And then he talked to a woman and I guess he, the question that he asked her was, uh, do you eat, you know, vegetables? And she said, vegetables are disgusting and nasty. I don't eat them. 
And then, you know, I mean, he talked to other people along the same lines and some people said, yes, they eat for, and it was really, it was really, um, nice when he came upon like a family with young kids and the kids said you know oh, i love vegetables one of them he, little girl must have been she must have been like four and he said what's your favorite vegetable and she said cucumbers yeah you know i mean so that's really good to see so it is out there um but so many of the these people that he would talk to on the street they just don't eat the the uh healthier foods and so many of them too and we this is something they brought up later will say now i know i should be eating that i know it's good for me but it's not they just don't eat it because they don't like it or you know the other stuff tastes better well and the other thing i I thought this was a great point that was brought up but i can't remember which which doctor or author said this but is that there's marketing that's done to us all the time so of course we are, you know, that's being, we're already trying to, they're already trying to influence our decisions through marketing, through advertising, through commercials and stuff. But one of the points that was brought up is that the most important marketing that's, that is, that can change your behavior is the one you do to yourself. Yes, that was uh, Brian Wansink. He's the author of Slim by Design. He's the former executive director of the USDA Center for Nutritional Policy and Promotion. And he is currently a professor at Cornell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he said some really interesting things. Yeah, and that's that was one of the things that when Larissa and I decided to start to change our habits and as we've done this again, right. Mm-hmm. As we've done this Weight Watchers thing, throw out all of the stuff mm-hmm. we, that we don't need to have in front of us. And yes. particularly like with your sugar, you even yes. said, you said, I'm sorry, I can't. You, and I know you love baking mm-hmm. and you love baking for me, mm-hmm. but you said, I can't do that. And I said, no, no problem. Yeah. I mean, that's totally understandable. If it's there, you're kind of, in a sense, marketing that to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Well, and you know, so one of the people that he was interviewing, the the quote, real people he was interviewing, um, said that, you know, she, she will eat whatever's in the house. If it's bad for her, you know, if it's there, she'll eat it. And she said, even if it's not hers to eat. And we kind of looked at each other because I do that. She eats my stuff. I do. I do. And then you'll go look. And I always have in my head. Where's this thing I bought? Yeah, I I think we've mentioned this before. But, um, you know, I'll always say, uh, okay, well, I'll eat this. But then I'll just go and get one when I get to the store, you know. And then sure enough, I mean, you haven't looked at it in six weeks. And then the second I eat it, you go in there looking for it. Yeah. But you know, I I kind of feel bad about that. And that's why I stopped keeping that stuff overall, just because, you know, when you were coming, I guess, kind of clean again about how that had come back up for you, the Mm -hmm. sugar addiction and stuff. It's like an alcoholic. I don't have, I don't need it myself. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason for me to keep it in the house. I think for a while there where we're just kind of playing loosey goosey with everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, you know, keeping some of that in the house. But if I really want something like that, I can just take it to work or something and keep it there. Well, and I was lying to myself. Yeah, I was lying to myself too, you know, just saying, oh, well, I can eat this. It's okay. Um, I'm feeling all right. You know, there's really nothing wrong. But really, my blood sugar was not all right, you know, and so I'm working really hard now. And this past week, I mean, I have done so 
good. I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. I'm, I'm going to toot yours too because we've both done fantastic. We have. Even though we snipped a little bit. Well, it was worth it. <laughs> I get, I, that is just, that floors me. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, so, I can tell. I can I'm tell sorry I'm for snipping. I'm sorry too. Okay. I, I know we're both, we're just, but we'll adjust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll adjust. Yeah. But it is very eye-opening mm-hmm. when you look at, you know, we've been obviously logging our, the foods that we eat mm-hmm. and everything. It's very eye-opening how much uh how much because like i said my problem tends to be portion control Mm -hmm. i i don't i'm like i don't even think when i'm eating a lot of times and so before you know it if i just intended to have a few chips half the bag is gone yeah i do that too especially with things like that you know when i don't put them in a container or or i'll put it in a container and then i'll get to the bottom of the container and convince myself that oh i can just put a little bit more in there and you know so Mm -hmm. that's that's a problem but going back to to what brian wansink was saying because i think this is important and you had touched on this about um marketing and what he called it was licensing yeah he said that people look for ways to grant themselves license to have something that they know is not good for them and i think this is a really good example that they did and i do this i totally do this or did this i'm going to say past tense because i'm reforming (laughs) but um this is something they were standing in line at a or they went into like a what was it a coffee shop or something yeah it looked like that or yeah and they have i mean they had this giant menu up on the on the wall with like 5,000 different options, right? But then there are a bunch of people in line and as you're standing in line, and this is the same like with any Starbucks where you're standing in line and they have you standing right in front of the pastry uh, the pastry counter, right? Mm-hmm. So you're standing there and there's a long line. So you're there for 10 minutes. And he said that, you know, what people, what, what your brain will do is you'll look at the first thing at this donut and you'll say, Oh, I'm not going to have that. You know, that's not good for you. I'm not going to have it. So then you move along the line, you're waiting and then you'll see like a rice crispy square or something. And Oh, you know, that's really not good for me. So you do that like five or six times. And then by the time you get to the end of the line of pastries, there's a chocolate chip cookie there. And you say, Oh, I can get that chocolate chip cookie because I didn't get any of those other things. I deserve a reward for not getting those other things. Yeah, it's purely psychological. I mean, the way things are all set up are very psychological. Yeah. It's not like people, I mean, there's thought put behind that. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, and we do that without thinking. And the other thing that he said is that we make about 200 decisions a day about food, but we're only aware of 30 to 40 of them. I'm not even aware of that many. (laughs) (laughs) right what do you want for breakfast what do you want for lunch what do you want for dinner i know so um yeah so it's crazy so they talked to a few more a couple more doctors i know one of them was an orthopedic uh spine surgeon Mm -hmm. right and she did a juice fast for 42 days and was talking about to her patients about the importance of uh, juice fasting Mm -hmm. and then there was sheila carr now she was a cardiologist she was one of the top cardiologists at uh Cedar Sinai is that mm, what you call I, it? I, in I Los Angeles, remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was kind of eye opening for him because she actually took like a picture of his arteries for yeah. him, and you could see some of the plaque that had built up. And she said, "I can tell just by looking at the picture of your heart that you had high cholesterol from between the ages of like twenty and 30. Mm-hmm. They talk. Oh, and they, she was talking about how a lot of her patients had actually been. Uh, that she recommends a higher plant-based um, diet to them mm-hmm. to help them to because of her, their heart heart conditions, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think what they were saying too is that of um, medical conditions like this, what was it? Seventy percent, thirty percent is genetic, and seventy percent is 
diet mm-hmm. uh, choices, environment, right? right? Yeah. Oh, one of the things that she said that I liked was that she said, look, I can give you medication, but essentially what I'm doing is giving you poison on top of the poison. Yes. That's already on top. Uh, that, that's already in your body and working against you. I love that because that's the way I feel about medicine. And she she even said, she goes, it's not that it doesn't work, mm-hmm. but a lot of the long-term ramifications are still not known. And the best way to clean that up is through naturally healing yourself. Right. And it was so refreshing to see a doctor say that. Yes. You know, because so many times you have doctors who their first go-to is, you know, medication, medication, medication. And with our doctor, our our, um, just family practice doctor who we go to, she's awesome because right from the very beginning when we started going to her last year, um, we both told her that we don't like to do medication first. And she listened to that. Mm -hmm. She remembers that from the very first time, you know, we each went in there. And so she knows. And when we, when I went in a couple weeks ago and she said that we needed to die, you know, uh, address the diabetes issue. That's the first thing she said to me is that we want to try to do what we can without putting on medication. Which is great because the medication messed you up bad the first time. So, I, I mean, I was very grateful for that. Um, but it is, it's nice to, when you hear doctors say that. All right, let's talk about a couple of the folks that were that uh, Joe revisited mm-hmm. from the first episode. So the first one was Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil was the truck driver that at first when Joe met him kind of declined, uh, Phil declined his assistance, but then called him kind of desperate mm-hmm. to help him. And he lost a ton of weight. I don't remember how much he lost, but a ton and they showed him at the end of the film like doing workshops for people right and unfortunately this one and this is what we were talking about how it just happens this is life that just happens he happened to me got married and and things were going great and then he ended up getting divorced and he gained like most of it back Mm -hmm. which is really sad i mean you could just see the pain in this guy's face but he was at least reaching out again and i thought i thought one of the things the points that was made in this story, uh, his particular story was a good one in that when they were saying, well, you know, Joe and Phil, they both did this. Joe maintained it. Phil didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, the difference was the support system around them, right? Phil didn't have really anybody. No, but Joe had, you know, of course his community of Joe's got like the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Phil was kind of like, you know, just by himself. And especially when his marriage fell apart, he didn't really have, you know, many people to lean on. So of course he said he went back into some of the same habits. Oh my God, how gross was that bag of fast food? I mean, this guy in, in one sitting would, would consume about 4,000 calories. And he said he did that like three times a day. Yeah. It was a Wendy's meal that he had and it was a Yeah, double Baconator. It had a patty, a quarter pound patty, six pieces of bacon, cheese, and then he had this giant thing of fries, a giant Frosty, and a Coke. And a baked potato. And a baked potato with the the fake cheese and the the bacon. bacon. Yeah. Oh, my God. I looked at that, and I think my heart just kind of shriveled up a little bit. I felt so sorry for the guy, but but it looks like he's at least reaching out for help Mm -hmm. again, and that he's moved... To get some to a place where he could get more support and everything, mm-hmm. so you know, hopefully he'll find his way back. Yeah. And then they visited Terry, the gun shop guy. Oh, I like him. <laughs> I like Phil. Well, in the first one, he was very like didn't want anything to do with it. He said, "I'm gonna eat what I want and die happy." Mm-hmm. And when they revisited him, 
he had dropped a lot of weight he and great. and joe was asking you know what what changed your mind? And he said, well, I saw myself and I heard what I was saying. And I thought, I don't want to go down this path. And essentially when his daughter said she wanted to, him to be there for her wedding, that really made and him she was change. afraid he wouldn't be. Yeah. And that then really his brother has cancer and he mm-hmm. couldn't be a, what was it? A bone marrow donor because mm-hmm, of his, his brother because of his health. Yeah. And so he made such amazing changes. And then he took it a step further and he instituted changes in his town. Oh, that's remember right. He, I forgot they live, that. He lives right. in a small town. I don't remember where, what state. Mm-hmm. But it's a small town. And he went to the mayor and the, like, I guess the town council. And they instituted a program where they started building um, community gardens. So that's they right. have this huge garden in this, like, empty lot. And it's so cool. I would love to be a part of something like this because it's, like plots and each plot has like a family's name or a person's name you know where they maintain their own vegetables yeah that's awesome i know it's so cool and that's all tied to the story too where they interviewed really briefly the ceo of whole foods Mm -hmm. john Mackey, and he was talking about them opening up a whole foods in detroit Mm -hmm. now that store has to have a little bit of different model so they're trying to keep the cost down and so they're relying a lot on the local farmers to try to help them stock the store to do that which but is I great th- that's great i mean I, yeah because it's helpful on yeah. for both both sides but uh yeah so i think that's also a very good step in that direction i just love whole foods i really yeah, do yeah I, I do too and and you know i think that they they did that smart you know they it, they took it to uh an area that had a lower income uh, and they wanted to promote that in kind of a more inner city, you know, poorer area. And so um, they didn't, they could have gone in there, you know, to the nicer part of Detroit and put like all the fancy schmancy expensive stuff, but they chose not to do that because that would pass on the expense to their consumers, but they wanted it to be able people, working class people to be able to afford this stuff. Right. You know, and the, the public response to it was amazing. So I think that was really good. Okay. Anything else you wanted to say about the movie? I, I don't. I didn't want to give too much away, yeah. but I just wanted to overall give people a, uh, an idea of what to expect from the movie, and also just you know our thumbs up on on the film overall. I thought it was a really really well done, mm-hmm. easy to understand. I didn't get bored. No, I mean, it was not at really all. Good. And I, I just I really like the fact that they focus on real people. Exactly. And that's what we try to do. It's not like, yay, look at us five years later and we're still awesome. You know, there's like mm-hmm. still struggles. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all the testimonials that they had, they showed they showed some uh, some of his kind of speaking engagements where he was like at a juice bar or something talking and, you know, there were people listening. And, and I just like hearing the testimonials from people in the those audiences who had said, you know, I saw the first film, I tried this and my fibromyalgia symptoms have pretty much disappeared. You know, my Crohn's disease, I'm not on medication for Crohn's anymore. Um, things like that. It's just so nice to hear that because it's validation. It's, it's like, okay, this really can help you, you know? Yeah. And just to give another plug, uh, actually let's go ahead and move into the recipe of the week and then I'll kind of talk about what I was just going to say there. So the recipe of the week is surprise, surprise, Joe Cross's classic mean green juice. And I'm just going to put a link to his recipe and to his site. Now this is what I was going to say just a bit earlier. He has a website. I couldn't believe I wasn't part of the community already. They have some discussion forums. It's called, it's at www.rebootwithjoe.com. 
And uh, it's really, I was reading some of the forums and it's really some good discussion going on there and people with specific issues with juicing. So there's new juicers, there's people that have been doing it for a while, there's just kind of people talking about health overall. So it seems like a really nice community to be part of. So now I'm part of that as well. Cool. All right, just to give you an idea of what's in the juice though, cucumber, celery, apples, kale, lemon and ginger. Just keeping it simple. Very simple. Very good. And I think that's close to what I had this morning, isn't it? Let's see. What did you have this morning? You had half an apple. No, I put some cucumber in this morning. Yay. I put a quarter of a cucumber this morning. I put a stalk of celery, um, some spinach, a leaf of kale, a half an apple, Granny Smith apple, um, two mandarins, and some ginger. No lemon? And lemon. Okay. So almost, I just had the tangerine, or it was tangerines, right? added yeah yeah and so yeah so i I almost had that then sweet pretty much okay let's move into the quote of the week and i will let you take this one all right so now this is uh this is uh by brian wansink the guy that we were talking about during the uh, in the film the cornell professor Mm -hmm. and he said it's a lot easier to change our food environment than to change our mind yeah, and that was a, that was during the discussion we were just talking about about switching up your environment. The mm-hmm. most important marketing that is put in front of you is the one you do to yourself. Yeah, and you know when when he said that they were in the Mexican restaurant. You remember that's right and with the, the chips. Yeah, and the the waitress came and she put the chips and the salsa and Joe said, "Oh, oh that's, that's our downfall." Good. And I know. And so Brian uh, said, "Okay, well, you know, it's if you see it, you're going to want to eat it." So he moved it. To mm-hmm. the other table. To the other table, yeah. So. All right. Now, our call to action for today is attached to a giveaway. Ooh. Yay. So we talked about giving away a copy of the DVD. This, of this new of one. Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead Part two. 2. We did that for our veggie-versary. That was one of the giveaways. We gave away the um the pack together but for this we'll just give away the part two. Oh, we just gave away the first one in our giveaway oh we did oh yeah because yeah. that was the one that inspired okay so for mm-hmm. this we'll give away part two mm-hmm. um okay so what do we want to make them do to to mm. for this contest <laughs> what should we make you do keep no. it legal <laughs> uh I think what it would be good is to, if you would like to be entered into the drawing, to uh, please go to the show notes for this week's uh, episode, this, our review, it's episode 90, and it'll be, um, I'll make sure that it's clear when I, when I publish it, I'll make sure that everything is clear of what you need to do, Uh, but go to the show notes and leave a comment on our website, on the show notes, and tell us... Yeah, tell us your experience with juicing. Mm -hmm. So have you done it before? If so, maybe tell us what your favorite recipe is, what your experience has been. Even if it's a negative experience, let us know because Mm -hmm. other people might experience that when they try it, if they haven't tried it before. So it's like I said, the forums out at uh, rebootwithjoe.com, there's some people that were getting sick. I mean, that it was hurting their stomach and people were saying to adjust recipes and stuff like that. So we don't want to just hear the good. I mean, if you, you've had an adverse experience or you're, you're unable to do it for whatever reason and you're comfortable with sharing, then share it with the community because that's that'll help might help somebody else absolutely and it'll enter you for a dvd yeah so so go to our (laughs) go to our website uh go to the show notes for this episode that's episode 90 and uh click on the leave a comment leave your comment it'll ask you for your email so we'll have that and then uh at the end of a week 
So we'll give it a week. Yeah, we'll give it a week. And then um, I'll take all of the names and put them into a randomizer uh, and uh, draw the winner. And voila. Voila. Okay, well, I think that does it for our episode this week. And we are late for a birthday party, so we better get on out of here. Skedaddle. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.